Hey you guys, it's Astrid Ferguson here with a new episode on, I mean, can we discuss, I believe this is episode 7, yeah we're getting close to the double digits, can you believe it? When I first started this podcast, I had no idea where I would take it, I didn't have no set direction on what I was going to talk about. I didn't even have like a full on list of who I wanted to interview. So it's definitely grown organically and on its own. So I'm very excited about that. But today I just wanted to talk to you guys about my launches, my my book launch of The Serpent's Rattle, what I have learned, what I did differently from my previous launch of Malt, and hopefully this will be informative to anyone out there who's considering to self-publish or become an indie author or even possibly go after a publisher. But before we get into my journey as a writer, and my launch of the serpent's rattle let's give a shout out to our very first five-star review by sarah heron she named it Nehemiah interview gave me chills oh that's so great to hear such a compliment if you haven't heard it yet it is the episode before this one it is the episode where i did the interview alongside lynn patterson of Nehemiah, the author of she's come undone we definitely get into a variety of topics. So check it out if you haven't yet. But Sarah wrote, these women and the way they support and uplift other women is both informative and inspiring. They're not afraid to get personal, ask the risky questions or be vulnerable. I love their sense of humor and honesty, get cozy and listen to what these strong women have to say. You won't regret it. Yes, you won't. And if you haven't, please, please leave a review so other people can find the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it. listening to I mean can we discuss and I am your host Astrid Ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay so remember to subscribe share and tell me what you think Okay, so a few things that I did learn from my first launch of my book, Malt. When I first launched Malt, I didn't do any marketing. That was mistake number one. I didn't even put out there that I knew that I did poetry, that I wrote poetry, because I only shared poetry with my notebook. And it was during a time of hardship because I just had my second son. I was going through postpartum depression when 
Um, I was I was having a really hard time getting back on my feet. I was struggling to even get out of bed. I didn't even want to see the sunlight. I wouldn't even go outside. I was just too afraid to go outside because I was afraid something else would go wrong. And then I was having the whole, you know, I felt inadequate as a mother because I couldn't nurse my son. Um, I wasn't producing enough milk, especially because of all the medication and everything that I dealt with post-delivery. So malt came out of all that turbulence. And malt is basically um, shedding through layers of negativity so that you can allow for new growth. So it's definitely, I want to say my my baby like I that that one it took me a whole year to write and it came from stories that I had written really long ago I didn't I had no I guess direction for them they were just going to stay in a notebook and collect dust (laughs) and to my surprise they became a story so malt is is kind of a preview of the books that I was going to write um, following that launch. So now that you guys know a little bit about malt, I definitely recommend to anyone who is thinking about publishing a book, you need to do marketing for your book or put yourself out there this six months, a year, sometimes even 18 months way in advance so that you can have an audience because if you do not market yourself before you launch a book you just have a book and then you don't really have anyone to sell to so that was mistake number one then with malt I did everything myself I did the cover I I figured out how to use Photoshop. I hadn't used Photoshop before, so I had to teach myself that, Um, which I kind of don't recommend Photoshop for a um, book cover. But, you know, that's because of the quality of the printing. Sometimes when you use Photoshop, it can come out a little blurry. So I definitely recommend using something else if you're going to use illustrator if you're going to use indesign um, something that the quality would come out better it could just be me too it could just be me the user that didn't use photoshop completely the way that i should have so you know that could be that as well but that was something that i changed for my second book launch. I didn't use Photoshop. I actually taught myself how to use InDesign and I am so much more satisfied with the way the book looks than what Malt came out with. Okay, so then the other thing was learning. I had to join some book clubs. I recommend people to join different book clubs so that you can learn from other authors of do's and don'ts. And there's a ton of websites out there that you can market your book, like creating ads, not just using social media, because social media is the place where people usually go to connect with other people. 
that shouldn't be the end all be all. It's definitely a great marketing tool to put yourself out there. But, you know, if you think about it, only six, about 6% or so of the people who follow you actually see your stuff, unless you're paying for ads through Instagram and Facebook. So you definitely want to come up with some sort of a marketing plan. The other thing is that I learned as well, because I did try to go through publishers with Malt, it's that you have to have these things kind of already in line before you go to a publisher. Because what a lot of people don't understand or get confused when they go to a publisher a publisher, yes, they will They will publish your book. They will um, get you together with an illustrator and all of that, and they'll do the cover and all, and they will do a great job at it. But you are still responsible for your marketing. I know it sounds bogus, but you are still responsible for your marketing. They expect you to already have a niche audience before they even take you on. Now, they those that may not apply to all publishers, but definitely the big publishers, that is what they look at. And publishing a book is expensive. So, and expenses include if you're getting, if you want to have a good cover because everybody who public who picks up a book first looks at the cover of your book so you want to have an attractive book cover i decided to actually hire someone this time to create the image that was going to go on my book cover i am much more satisfied I did have already, like I designed the book cover myself, but the actual image of my book cover, I actually went through someone else and um, paid for it. Now, book covers can be expensive. You can get standard book covers out there, and I think they range from like $100 or more. Um, Book covers can run you all the way up to $4,000. It really depends on how much you're willing to pay for your book cover and what type of illustrator you get, what kind of drawings, um, how much time it entails, the editing, all of that. So all of that is something that you must consider. Then it's also um, what publisher you're going to use. When I published my book, my first book, Malt, I went through Amazon or what was known Create Space. Create Space is no longer there. They have been merged to Kindle Direct Publishing. So I went through Create Space and Create Space was very easy to follow. Um, I definitely did like Create Space and I was a little upset when they did away with it. But um, as far as the actual publishing of the book that wasn't difficult at all um I found it most difficult creating the cover more than anything I guess because I was so anal and then I was teaching myself the different programs this time around with the serpent's rattle I went with Ingram Spark now Ingram Spark is supposed to have a larger distribution channel 
When I say a larger distribution channel, it's like if you want to get your book in places like Target and Walmart and things of that sort, um, you want to go through Ingram Spark. If you just want to publish online, then I would suggest you just do Amazon. Amazon does have um, extended distribution that you can have your book available at like Barnes and Noble and Book Depository. But that's as far as the extent of their distribution goes. Ingram Spark definitely has a much broader and larger distribution space. Now, between the two, uh, the cost of publishing is definitely more expensive with Ingram Spark per book. I believe it's about $5 or so per book um, for them to print your book and send it to you. Um, Amazon is like $350. Um, so those are all things to consider. And also through Amazon, you do not pay for publishing. So there isn't like a fee for it. I do recommend that you buy your own ISBN instead of going for the free one. But if you don't want to have to pay for any of that, then you would get the free one. Through Ingram Spark, there is a fee. It's about $49 if you just want to do a paperback. If you want to do an ebook and paperback, it's $79, I think, on sale. Otherwise, it's like 100 bucks then they do require you to have your own ISBN. So your ISBN is going to cost you money. I believe an ISBN, just one by itself, is about 150 bucks. So it starts to add up. So when you see a book that is $12.99 or something like that, the author is not, I repeat, is not getting $12.99, okay? There is... There are a lot of fees behind the scenes. There are a lot of things that you have to pay for. There are a lot of upfront fees, especially if you want to create a well, a good thought out and quality book for your audience. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I don't. I, I think people don't really understand how much money can be involved in creating a book, uh, which is something that the publisher technically takes over if you get a good publisher. But the flip side of that is you may only be making one or two dollars a book. So you got to pick your poison. Are you in it um, for the fame, for the name, for becoming really well known? Um, or are you in it because you simply love to write and you want to have all control because that's basically the difference between a publisher and somebody who decides to self-publish. When you self-publish, you are your own publisher. So you call all the shots, you make all the decisions, you have to do it all. When you have a publisher, you don't call all the shots, you don't call all the decisions, they decide when is a good time to launch your book. They will decide. Um, a lot of times they will tell you more or less along the lines of what they want you to write as well. So it really depends. It really depends. I just suggest you do some serious 
soul searching and do your homework and your research before you decide to go one way or the other. So that is my feedback on launching my books. Then there's the whole marketing aspect. I definitely recommend all authors to have a Goodreads account, a BookBub account, of course, have your Facebook and join other author groups. And you can find other websites that you can uh, market your book as well. Places like Book Gorilla, and I mean, there's a ton of them out there. I can't even think of all of them on top of my head. Um, you definitely want to have ebooks because ebooks are up and coming. If you don't want to have to go through all the hassle of all of that stuff of a paperback, you can definitely just publish an ebook and make it really like dirt cheap or even make it free just to get your name out there if you don't even care about making any money but you can do that as well um the author of uh 50 shades of gray she was just a, a digital author for a long time and then she decided to come out with paperbacks and she got picked up by a publisher so you never know you never know where things will take you. The other thing as well that I did learn is that when I first launched my first book, I launched it in March. March seems to be a pretty good time to launch books. There were quite a few books that were launched within that time frame. The Serpent's Rattle, I decided to launch it in December for my birthday. I had a pretty good reasoning behind it. I It was more of my gift to the world because I talked about some very intimate subjects and I'm very vulnerable in the book because The Serpent's Rattle is a poetic memoir about immigration barriers, domestic violence, um, child abuse, rape, and then the overcoming. So I use a lot of the examples that I live through and stories of women in my family. And the serpent is the character that I created for the person that was doing most of the bodily harm to us, you know, um, because abuse doesn't take place only physically. It It's not it's. It's not something that only affects you physically. Just because somebody doesn't physically abuse you doesn't mean that it's not abuse. Somebody can verbally abuse you. I mean, they can be controlling and they can bully you around. I mean, there's there's a lot of forms of abuse. But in my case, it was both uh, of what I witnessed. So I would say... Launching in December was tough because December is right before Christmas and things get backed up. Shipments doesn't don't go out when they're supposed to. And, you know, it's it's a very busy time. It's a great time for gift giving if people just want to have like a book for them to read. But as far as 
getting books out there, it is tough in December. So I think if I had to launch again, I would probably choose a different time. Now, because of all of these things that were happening at the same time, I was struggling balancing work and the kids and the house and my husband because my husband also um, was in Art Basel this year. So that is very exciting, his first time in Art Basel. So that was a lot to plan for all right around my book launch. I was having some, I'm self-diagnosing here, but they definitely felt like anxiety attacks. I felt like I was, like my chest was, was just hurting and my heart was beating really fast and I was having a hard time concentrating and then I was just, I just felt so anxious and then I, f- I was starting to feel like a failure, like I, I wasn't doing anything right because I couldn't keep up with anything. So I realized I was setting myself up for failure. I was putting too many things at once for me to complete at once. So I had to get better about my goal setting and setting more realistic and attainable goals. So when I say that, I mean like I would only set one or two things for me to reach that day. Instead of having five, six, seven, eight different tasks and goals to complete that, quite frankly, I was never going to get um, to all of them. And they, they just kept adding to the next day's list and the next day's list and so on and so forth. So those things I had to change. And once I did that, I feel so much better. I've also started writing on a manifestation journal. I actually got the journal from Rachel Hollis, the Hollis Company, which so far, it's actually pretty good. It helps to actually put all of those thoughts in writing and I guess empty out your head from those thoughts that just keep haunting you, I guess. Um, so I definitely recommend journaling. But, you know, without further ado, I'm not going to just keep mumbling here. I hope everyone will have a great Christmas and a great time with their family. I hope you learn to unplug because that is something that I had to learn as well. I was just constantly ripping and running and going from one thing to the other instead of really just focusing on one thing at a time. So I really hope that you guys get to unwind and spend time with family And I hope to get maybe one more episode before the year is over. If not, I wish you guys a very, very happy new year. And I hope 2019 brings you everything you hope for, everything that you didn't get in 2018, that you're pushing to 2019. And I hope that it is the year for you. I sincerely wish you the best. Thank you so much for listening.
that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe, follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to, and enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.